To the Lost Zone Podcast. My name is Scott. I'm Jeremiah. And we're back. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed our uh, interview last week with uh, Vincent Gostini. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Jeremy? No, you're not. It's Guastini. I got that wrong every time I tried saying it. I'm yeah. so sorry. That's okay. But it was a really awesome interview, and uh, I I believe we weren't joking when, I was, when we were saying on air that uh, we could probably spend four or five interviews that long and still oh, God, get yeah, all that was my questions so perfect. I had a page, two pages of questions. And I think we got to like four out of the fifty questions I had. Yeah, so you were overreaching. Of... I mean, it wasn't his oh, no, fault. No, they, it they wasn't were my ones, fault. They were ones for me to pick from. I, I wasn't expecting to get to all fifty. I was just like, let's have a bunch. I was to just pick trying from. to place blame on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am a failure. But um, if wait, so you're trying to place blame on that awesome interview on me? That's fine. No, for the fact that it wasn't awesomer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, now that we have your attention and uh, you're here again, because fuck you... off and die, everybody. Boom, Halloween month, bitches. Brought to you by Amazon.com. If you go to the thelostatomepodcast.com and follow the Amazon link that is prominently displayed on our webpage, mm-hmm. you can the make only thing there. any purchase you want from Halloween costumes to early Christmas shopping. And yeah. guess what? We get a small kickback from that, and you don't get any kind of penalties, extra fees, nothing. It's like you shop normally. You do your thing normally, but guess what? It's going to help us pay for stuff yep. like that new podcast we're starting this month that we keep teasing. Mm, um, oh, yeah. So good. No, new podcast. Oh, we're no. still uh, we're still searching for a title for which is the hardest part of all call of it. it. Just the tip podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. But um, Darren Ewing from Troll 2 and Jer and I, we're starting a new offshoot podcast about horror movies. It's going to be airing later this month. Uh, probably just before Halloween, mm-hmm. and uh, we're very close to recording. We've done our research, and we're ready. We just need a friggin' name. If you go to uh, Twitter and look for The Lost at Home on Twitter, The Lost at Home, you can actually suggest uh, t- names for the new podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't necessarily use any, but if one is really good... Suggest away. Go, like, you never know. You might 50 of them, and you might get them might be to, awesome. You might get to name a show that Derek Ewing's going to be in, and that's, that's actually pretty yeah. cool. All right, and uh, besides that, um, leave us five-star reviews on iTunes, please. At the end of this show, uh, Sessy Pants, we keep uh, flirting with you constantly on air here. Saying, <laughs> it's happening this saying, time. Saying, Sessy, Sessy, any week now. No, yeah, it's, yeah. it's actually going to happen a, at the end of this show. I had a little bit of an issue last week. I was, I was doing, I've got the music made, and I've got the lyrics ready. I just haven't had a chance to record the vocals last week. There's a little bit of a glitch. So, uh, you know, once again, my blame, place it all on me, because it actually this time really is. But uh, it's happening this today. It's happening tonight. You're gonna hear it. So it's gonna be what we go out on uh, on on this podcast. Little shout out there to Sessie Pants, loyal loyal listener, one of the many we have now. We actually hit our ten thousandth listen last night at ten of midnight East Coast US time. Bing bong. And the listen came from Australia. So if you're a listener in Australia, and if you can do die, might. If you can do the math to figure out when you were listening based on ten to midnight East Coast American time. That was you. You were number 10,000. and uh, You feel- get nothing. Well, you know what? Re- reach out to us and uh, maybe, just maybe, if you reach out to if us on Twitter yeah. and you can prove it, uh, we'll, we'll throw you a uh, Halloween-themed uh, horror t-shirt. How's that? We'll sure. mail it all the way to Australia with like a little thank you card from us. Yeah, from us and a little love from Bruce Bruce. I'm sure he'll chime in. Yep. All right. So um, 
We have a little something special for you this week. Um, a few of our fans may have noticed us tweeting mysteriously about this. Uh, there might have been some erotic hashtags. Um, <laughs> Which uh, is actually not out of the ordinary for us. So maybe people were, like thought it was that mysterious at all. They're like, oh, okay. Hey, Weird, we erotic. By the way, do we ever come up with a title for this segment? Yes, but let's not say it now. We'll say it at the beginning of the segment. Perfect. Editing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's, uh, let's roll into this little special something we have for all you in this Halloween month to uh, keep the, uh, the horror, the scares, and the creepiness rolling. This is... Uh, this is creepy. This is very creepy. All, All right. right. Enjoy. Let's roll. Lost at Home Podcast presents It Came. A single red balloon drifted upward from a sewer drain, ascending behind a nightmare of a clown. A white skin, red nosed, and bloody splattered grizzly fiend known only as Pennywise emerged. But this is no story. This is the town of Derry, Maine. This is the real Pennywise, as described in the popular historical text It by historian Stephen King. He looked around at his surroundings, a quiet suburban street in the middle of a quiet New England town. He pulled out his iPhone, looking for local kids on Kinder, the child locating app. They're all dead. He swiped his last kid right today. His toothy grin turns into a hellish frown. Who do I kill now? He muttered to himself. Kids were such easy prey. There must be another source of victims to quell my bloodlust. Someone maybe even easier to dispatch than help his children. Just then, a group of tweens walked by, all so engrossed in their digital devices that he didn't notice the menacing clown standing by the sewer drain. Interesting. They're like children, but bigger. They seemed like a hard target in the past, but now that they're so absorbed in their social media that they are virtually helpless, he realizes he needs to up his age threshold if he wants to continue in this murderous clown game. Off to hunt some tweens! He snickers. He skips to catch up slowly behind them, waiting for one to break away. Still completely unnoticed, he smiled his widest deathly grin. The interior of the classroom looked like most collegiate lecture halls. Richard Pettenzoo sat alone with his notebook out. The room was quiet except for the chalk scribblings of the professor. Her back was to him and no matter what she wrote, he couldn't stop gazing at her tight skirt and fantasizing about what's inside. She stopped writing and turned. Looking over her shoulder at him, she pivoted, never breaking eye contact. Is something wrong? She asked. Um. I, uh, um, no, I, um, I, uh... Richard stammered uncontrollably. A bird fluttered overhead, breaking all the tension momentarily. It was a single dove. It flew in circles before hitting the far wall with a crack. Neck broken, it fell to the floor behind the professor. In the time he had looked away, something amazing had happened. She lost the skirt, blouse, and anything else they may have been concealing underneath. She stood there now, completely naked, and giving no notice to the strange end of the wayward bird's life. Is this better? Can we move along now? Maybe into extra credit? She asked as she walked toward the student. Um, uh, um, I, um, holy shit. He stammered until he was cut off by the teacher as she placed one finger on his lips. What's the matter? Do you want pussy so bad the cat's got your tongue? She stepped back. His eyes grew wide as he looked down to see the hind end of a small cat protruding from his mouth. Pain shot through him as the cat bit into his tongue. Suddenly, more cats bit his hands, legs, and one latched on between his legs. 
He looked up to see his naked, busty, sexy teacher was gone, replaced by someone he'd only heard horrible rumors of before. Freddy. Striped sweater, hat, scarred skin like a burn victim, and a hand of claws. You always wanted pussy, Richard. Now you're drowning in it. He laughed as blood sprayed across his desk. Now that's a wet dream if I ever saw one. Richard was so covered in cats he wasn't even visible. Just fur and his muffled screams. Freddy laughed, pulling out a list of his victims. He crossed off Richard's name. It was the last name. The last teenager on an Elm Street anywhere. Curses. Now who do I kill? Just then, Freddy noticed the laptop left on the desk by the dead teen. Hmm. Freddy pondered aloud before sitting down and googling who to kill after teenagers. Picking a few speared keys off his claws, he saw a search result that baffled him. Tweens. He researched more and found that there was a whole new class of people who listened to Bieber and One Direction and who dream. Close enough. <laughs> he cackled before he began to turn to smoke. The last search window opened, promoted a music festival in Derry, Maine. A One Direction festival for the older tween siblings of a child-killing murder spree. Mean, here I come. He bellowed before completely vanishing. He's picking up steam, picking up shop, he's gotta get going. His days down on Elm Street have come to a close. And, uh, get out of them dreams on a bus out of town, no oh, cuz the teens have stopped living and dreaming this evening. Uh, get on that bus, Freddy. It's a traveling time for you now. Pretty. It's time for you to find some tweens and stop dreaming tonight. Touchdown in dairy, dark and dreary streets where no one sees him. Sharpened claws in a sharper constitution. You know what he gonna do? Gonna nab between the two. Slice and dice and chop him to a Freddy's bed, baby. Get on that bus, Freddy. It's traveling time for you now. Yeah, yeah. The outskirts of the One Direction concert in Derry consisted of an unruly mixture of tweens and security guards. The group Pennywise followed had merged with another and now blended with their peers behind the security fencing inside the large, brightly lit event. This won't do it all, Pennywise thought aloud. Too many people, too many lights. I need to wait for one of them to be alone. Alone so I can take them away to where everybody floats. 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 Pennywise was lost in thought. Then it hit his devilish brain. Of course. I will float and watch them up from above and strike when the moment's right. Pennywise suddenly split into 99 red balloons that panned out and surveyed the entire crowd at once. Billy Vinkeltwink waved to his friends behind the fence before parting ways. Even hearing the sound check from inside the venue proved to be too much for the tween. Billy's brother Ripley, a victim of the recent swath of child murders, would pester Billy constantly to bring him to a One Direction concert. One D will never come to a place like Derry, Ripley. It's too small. 
Maybe someday we'll get a chance to go out of town, see them in Portland or even Boston. But that day would never come before Ripley was taken from him. Billy couldn't bear to be part of the festivities. There was not enough happiness left in him to even fake excitement. So he fell back from his friends at the gate, said his goodbyes, and started on the trek back home along the numerous foliage-covered side paths that seemed to outnumber the roads in the small town. The town was quieter than normal, with nearly all the activity and patrons concentrated at the concert. The sounds of his lone steps against the asphalt seemed to amplify the silence, which only amplified his sadness. His thoughts would dart back to his brother whenever given the opportunity, so he decided to occupy his thoughts and douse the silence in song. A red balloon drifted slowly behind Billy in the distance. The melancholy reverberation of his dulcet tones caught the attention of Pennywise, who floated patiently, allowing the boy to become more enclosed in thought and wander even further off the beaten path before making his move. Freddy emerged as he disappeared in a puff of smoke on a side street in Derry. He parked himself under a street lamp to gather his thoughts, the lone beacon's glow stretching his terrifying shadow across the road. Oh, the shadows make my claws look bigger, bitch. I'm not used to taking physical form like this, bitch. Should I be talking out loud to myself, bitch? I definitely can't wait to find some tweens to slice and dice, bitch. While normally quick-witted, Freddy's vocabulary could use some work. Taking on physical form had him quite frazzled. He wasn't used to not having complete control over his environment. He'd have to take to the shadows to evade notice, although he was relieved to see that the streets were empty, but for a single drifter on a curbside bench. You spare any change, mister? I don't care that you appear from a smoke cloud and talk to yourself like a demon. I'll even forget that thing you said about killing tweens if you just toss a few bucks my way for a sandwich or something. I'm, I'm awfully hungry. Chew on this, bitch. Freddy drove his razor-sharp claws into the drifter's abdomen. Wait, I can do that better. Uh, ask for money again. I, I want to take that over again. Uh... Groaned the drifter, grasping his stomach as if trying to keep his internal organs from bursting out. Oh, oh wait, I've got one. He cleared his throat. <laughs> Order up, bitch! Stab. Uh, no! Here, here's an order of pastrami on die! Slice. Oh, oh I, I just can't. It's just not the same when it's an adult. I need to find some tween to demean. As he finished his quip, he sensed something. A fuzzy resemblance of a dream was occurring nearby. It was as if someone was lost in thought, locked in a daydream daze. He followed his senses and patrolled closer to the source. As he neared, he heard young Billy's forlorn vocals bouncing off the empty streets and naked pavement. He began his stalk, passing the menacing red balloon on his way. He extended a single claw, popping the balloon. Pennywise was confused and irritated. He expected no competition on this tween hunt. This new face was meddling with his process, affecting his strategic and intentional stalking rhythm. It was time to take his physical clown form again and claim his prize before this out-of-town, devilish punk stole the opportunity. Pennywise arose from the remnants of the rubber balloon. Step off! The tween is mine! 
Surprised by the clown's presence, Freddy turned around slowly to face his competition. I strongly disagree. Now you best stop away and find another tween on another street. I don't think you want to mess with my friends here. Freddy held up his glove and started taking a roll call on his claws. Mangle, wrangle, and tangle, and, uh, um, bangle? Bangle? Like a member of the Bangles Bangle? Like one bangle, one of your claws is a bangle? I meant drangle, or... Strangle strangle will be better, I think. I know it doesn't necessarily go with the whole slice and dice thing, but at least it's menacing, Pennywise offered. Doesn't matter. The point... (sighs) He sighed. The the point is, I don't want... I don't want you to mess with my prey. Listen up, Burnface. I've been following this tween all night. You know how tough it is to find a tween alone in this town while they're all grouped together at a concert? Oh, burn face. How original. Scary clown. Hey, John Wayne Gacy called, and he wants a chick back. Well, the local barbecue shop called, and you're, you're needed there to help with, like, the kebabs. Your claws, they could be used for kebabs. See? The quip game ain't so easy, is it? No, I guess not. It's just that... It's it's just that... Pennywise slumped down to sit on the curb, showing signs of frustrated fatigue. I just feel like I've lost a part of myself. I done killed my last kid today. Not for lack of desire, but, but lack of stock. So I thought I could move up to these tweens, you see. Uh, but they're just so different, so engrossed in their iPads and the tweeting their sex pics and viralizing videos. It's... It's like I don't even exist. Freddy's expression of irritation and anger turned to that of empathy and reassurance. He sat down next to Pennywise and rested his non-gloved hand on Pennywise's upper thigh. Here, there, buddy. I understand more than you know. Just earlier today, I was slicing up the last teen on Elm Street. I was tossing out quips like they were. Were. See? That's where I've been on point, quipping like a pro. Now there's just an emptiness that's replaced the quip part of my heart. Pennywise and Freddy locked eyes, the street lamp illuminating their faces as they slowly advanced toward one another. Pennywise extruded his tongue. Freddy wasted no time latching onto it with his. He slid his gloved hand down Pennywise's back, claws glistening and erect. Meanwhile, Pennywise fumbled clumsily with his clowny sausage fingers in an attempt to undo Freddy's trousers. Let me help, bitch, Freddy said in the midst of heavy breaths and sexual confusion. Like a sexually charged ninja, he simultaneously removed his pants and slid a single claw inside Pennywise's butthole. A slight groan escaped Pennywise's horny lips, a mix of ecstasy and pain. After all, there was a razor-sharp claw inside of his anus. Freddy exposed the distorted nub where his penis used to be. Its appearance was akin to mashing a banana into a ball on your palm. Being fatally burned doesn't do wonders for the complexion. Normally, Freddy would be insecure of his deformity, but he was too caught up in the moment. So too was Pennywise as he licked his lips and moved his head down to Freddy's dink stub. Yeah, turn that frown upside down and move that clown mouth downtown. He was back. Pennywise suckled for a long minute before Freddy tapped him on the head to stop. What's wrong? Gargled Pennywise. Is it my piranha-like chompers? No, your mouth feels too good. I was about to explode. Now bury yourself inside me. Pennywise obliged. 
After struggling a bit to fully remove his surprisingly intricately tailored clown suit, he exposed his powdery white penis and thrust himself into the scarred cheeks of Kruger. It wasn't long before Pennywise burst. They collapsed to the ground in an entangled pile of sweat and eroticism. The air was silent again, but for their post-fuck panting, which began to steady as they caught their breath. Billy looked on stunned as the male-formed pile of man-demons finished. If this doesn't get his mind off his dead brother, nothing will. Alright, we hope you all enjoyed that dramatic reading. Um... I gotta say, it was a Dramatic, bit of fun uh, writing and uh, and voicing it, and working on it. It actually disturbed me a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, happy but Halloween, I, everyone. I tried to cross lines. Not not our normal thing on the show. I mean, you went from an interview episode last week to a uh, fan fiction uh, story this week. Uh, so I guess from this point on, maybe we should just give people what they want since they got a whole lot of what they didn't. Yeah. Uh, let's just jump into web droppings. Web dropping. All right. Um, what are we doing? Clowns? Speaking of Speaking of scary clowns, because you just listened to that whole thing with all Pennywise and everything. Yeah, pretty much inspired from the uh, the clown from It, Pennywise, yes, comes to us the story of the Wasco clown. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not from that part of California, so it might be like the Wasco. Uh, but I, I think the Waskily clown. I would say I would say Wasco myself. But yeah, I, I would say it too. A good thing. It's not as bad as it's not like we're trying to like pronounce Zimbabwe names again. Right. Like this is probably okay. One or the other. Now the the Wasco clown is actually an art project. It's done with a husband and wife, and they've been featuring this on Instagram under the Instagram account name Wasco Clown. And the wife is the photographer, and this is an ongoing photo project of hers. And she's been photographing her husband, who's been dressing as a menacing clown and showing up in different neighborhoods yeah. in the town of Wasco, California. It's like holding balloons. Just, yeah, standing in places, like sometimes walking, sitting on benches. There's a, there's a good photo gallery online. All I, I forget looking... what the actual site is, but if you just go to Google Image Searches, you can find it. Yeah, just type in Wasco Clown, and, yeah. and, and oh my god, some of them are really creepy. Also, if you go to uh, Facebook, there are several Wasco Clown accounts right now, and all of them are co- uh, copycats except for one. It has about seven to 8,000 followers in a like almost black-and-white style photo. Um, that's a true account, and if you talk to the people there, you're talking to the PR guy for the husband-wife team. Uh, in fact, I was actually talking to them at length today. Uh, we actually asked for an interview with the guy playing the clown and the wife who uh, does the photography, and they both declined gracefully. Uh, no problems on that end. Uh, we even asked the PR guy if he wanted to uh, maybe come on our show and just talk about this and what he's done in relation to what he's done with them. And uh, he declined as well, but he did give us a big thumbs up for uh, talking about this on air and also dispelling the rumors. Um before we get into the rumors, I have to say this whole project is kind of a – it's a slight copycat, but not really. Like last year in Britain, someone called the Northampton Clown yeah, yep. was doing a similar thing. But this was a uh, 22-year-old college student who was trying to get a film. Yeah, they were like a he, wannabe film guy. Was, or, yeah, a wannabe know. film director, yep. actor, and basically was doing it and having his friends film him maybe to get his foot in the door. Yeah. Uh, this well, is, he got a lot of attention things like – and he was actually – he declined it like multiple times as it came to him from what I understand and – and then finally somebody like pretty much caught him almost in the act of like they kind of put the pieces together enough and brought it up and was like, yeah. listen, we know you really are this person. He's like, okay, I was trying to keep it That mysterious. person actually got death threats. Like, well, yeah, lots yeah. Of them. Be, well, I guess there are – I can't remember the name of what their uh, – the this technical name of it. But there is kind of like people who have – are like claustrophobic and people who have, are scared of heights and spiders. There are people who are deathly afraid of clowns and want these people to like – 
you know, sometimes wanted them to stop. That was the Northampton Clown story, anyway, I read. I don't know if the Wasco Clown has gotten similar. It looks like they do kind of like in, there have been sightings, but for the most part, it looks like it's kind of like at night, and it's it's like away from things. It's not necessarily meant to like spook people so much as it is just for them to have really exactly, cool yeah. photographic opportunities. And sorry, if you're somewhere at night in like a weird, creepy park, as I see here, taking pictures and somebody happens to pass by, it's not really your fault if you're trying to get, like, a photographic opportunity. Right. And they, and they happen to see you and come to these ridiculous conclusions, like, there's a murderous clown out there. Exactly. And um, what's, what was kind of fun last night was I spent some time looking on Twitter to see if they had an account for their uh, their whole photography thing. They don't. Uh, I actually thought they did at one point, but I couldn't find one anywhere. But I did type in Wasco Clown and found a lot of examples of people driving around and simply looking for the clown and taking like drive-by photos of him just walking. Oh, and it's kind of awesome. There's there's a lot of these, and uh, the photographs the wife is doing is great. But there's so many amateur photos oh, that like almost look ones scarier, that are creepier or, yeah. because they're just like they're just catching like the candid clown because they're like honking like hey clown, and, and the clown's looking over like yeah, what with like red eye and shit. Like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, bad amateur photos. That's creepier. Yeah. It, but yeah, we uh, we talked to them today, and um, they're apparently uh, they're, they're happy that we're talking about them tonight. And they're going to probably uh, tweet us out or Facebook us out or something uh, based on the story, which is kind of cool of them. We really wish we could have gotten them on air, but we just want to make sure people know that any of these copycats going around, some I've heard have uh, knives and axes mm-hmm. and guns. Uh, they're not the, the Wasco clown. They're not doing this as part of this art project. They're just people who are copycatting and yeah. are trying to have a fun time with it. But I got to say, when you look creepy in public, there's a big difference between holding balloons and holding a fucking murder weapon. Maybe there's a little bit more thought that should be going into this. Maybe you should, before you leave the house with a deadly weapon, consider the fact that the police are going out and looking for the actual Wasco clown. And if they find you, like this one 14-year-old uh, who tried doing this, dressed as a clown, he got arrested. So um, well, you, you, you also, may actually get arrested on this. There's also like a difference, too, between, you know, something that's clearly designated an art project where they're not necessarily looking to go out and spook people, where the copycats seem like they're like, oh, this is creepy. Let's go out now that this sort of like faux urban legend has been created, even though people know it might be, you know, a, a project at this point. Um, let's actually go out and, and freak people out. There's two totally different mentalities there. And the former, the, the the art project, is for art's sake, and I, you know I can totally understand why they're doing it. The doing it just to freak people out and try to creep them out, like, I mean, yeah, you might not be breaking any laws necessarily right off the bat, but if you're terrorizing people and intentionally, then that could be a bad thing. So. Obviously. Well, moving on from clowns, um, I wanted to say this whole show is uh, Halloween themed. Like we try to keep the horror theme mm-hmm. going. This um this isn't much of a horror story, but if you think about the new uh, American Horror Story uh, freak show, yeah, well, I haven't started watching it yet though. Have you? It's really good, and I, the, I want to. I've got to because the I clown love, in I it that, is yeah. the scariest clown I've ever seen. No yeah. offense, Pennywise. It's yeah. the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, just that whole opening with the clown just it, it shook me. Well, I saw. I did see screen caps of that, so I I know yeah. What it's like. And it's creepy. But, like, if you're if we're doing, like, an American horror story type thing, we're talking about, like, killer clowns that aren't clowns. Maybe we can, like, turn this whole thing into, like, an American horror story, uh, like, moment. Okay. I'm thinking, like, the next story. Burglar fucks teddy bear. All right. How do you turn this one in? Well, um, this burglar breaks into a house, right? Yeah. This sounds like the beginning of a joke. (laughs) It also tends to be what burglars do, yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, basically, this guy broke into a house. He's a 38-year-old Paul Mountain, and he uh, pled guilty to burglary after being caught. Um, he basically broke into this house and trashed the entire residence. Mm-hmm. But before leaving, um, he was on so amphetamines. Right? amphetamines. Say Just amphetamines, amphetamines yeah. it says. Yeah. He was on amphetamines and felt overwhelmed and had to get sexual relief while breaking into this mm-hmm. house. So he grabbed a teddy bear... And he fucked, he fucked it. it. He fucked it. He, he, it. he fucked this teddy bear, and he left his semen inside. Mm-hmm. So when they found a group of suspects to question, they did uh, DNA testing, and that immediately led him back to the teddy bear's anus. It's we- yeah, that's strange that they were just like, let's look inside that teddy bear in case there's cum in there. <laughs> it just seems like a weird, like, oh, bother. Link. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not honey. <laughs> oh, geez. Poor poo. Uh, so this was like American Horror Story. I'm thinking, like, this is... Um, this isn't about the guy. The guy's just a... He's a character. He's a, he's an extra. Like, mm-hmm. if he were to be on set, he wouldn't even have lines outside of, like, uh, 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 Ruxpin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be it. That would be it. Mm-hmm. But then the teddy bear is now a receptacle for his, you know, sperm. It's, Maybe it becomes right. yeah. a, uh, like, a quasi-living being like Chucky. Yeah, okay. Like instead of impregnating it with like his baby, like a, he like impregnates it with sperm. his soul. Yeah, yeah. And he okay. And um, now it's just suffocating in a bag in an evidence locker somewhere. Like, I don't want a kill. I'm still filled with cum. And I'm stuck in an oh, evidence bother. locker. Oh, I'm oh. so full of honey and cum. Oh, oh piglet. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I did some research actually to because after this I was like, is that common? To be on amphetamines. To fuck and, a teddy bear. And, well, it's not like that, but to need to get <laughs> off. And apparently it actually, like, it it creates, like, a hypersexual drive for people as they're coming down, as Ooh, this person said they were. Good to hear, good to hear. So as you're coming down from, like, uh, amphetamines, methamphetamines. Taking notes, taking they, notes. Apparently, like, it gets almost overwhelming where they think, like, they're some, like, blue balls kind of thing. Blue, hold on, slow down. Blue balls. Yep. And where sometimes, like, people, uh, you know, meth heads or people who are coming down from amphetamines... Like jerk off for like twenty four hours straight and like chafe themselves and you know all that kind of stuff. So I I did a little I did that side of the research to see if it was common or if just this guy was just a pervert. No, apparently he felt it's just why do you, you jerk off somewhere? Just like is that better? Like oh I need to find a he drilled a hole through a teddy bear and needed to fuck it. I don't think he drilled a hole. I ripped a hole into it and fucked it or fucked a hole. I into just it. wish they had a nanny cam and I kind of like wish it had, was in the teddy bear. Maybe even two, like like opposing points of view. <laughs> so like one is just the teddy bear like getting bapped off the coffee table from its yeah, point of view, and then cut to the other and then one. The other one's across from, the room. Yeah. Just and every once in a while, the camera lens gets like blurry because it's crying down yeah, its yeah. own camera lens. And then the guy turns and goes, "You're next, bitch!" <laughs> like yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, I just want to give a quick shout out before we get too much further into web droppings. <laughs> <We're just talking. laughs> who who is lucky enough to get the shout out after the rape teddy bear? Christopher Ball, oh, who is you. Irish on fire 31, 41, 46, 35. I always forget the number that's attached to his Twitter handle. Oh, okay. He, yeah. uh, he's our PR guy for the show, and he actually brought us the bulk of these stories yep. this week. Pretty much all of them. So um, They were gems, man. It, it took hearing uh, about a guy fucking a teddy bear for me to actually remember Christopher Ball. So, Christopher Ball, whenever I fuck a teddy bear, I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Oh, just know that. Mm. Always know that. Actually named Christopher. <laughs> Always know that. Yeah. Put it on your gravestone. Always. Christopher. Christopher. So, 
Speaking, uh, no. Speaking yeah. of Christopher, <laughs> are we moving on to the next story? Midget baby bachelorette party mishap. Oh, yeah. you're reading directly from my show notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, midget baby, midget baby bachelorette party mishap. Yes, okay. Okay, my and show note title is very misleading. But oh, so, no. but so I, is the I've original it, yeah. because I didn't know what a hen night was at first. It took me like ten seconds to kind of scratch my head and go, "Oh, that's what they call bachelorette parties back in the day." Yeah, yeah. They used to be called hen nights. So a man discovers that his wife's hen night dwarf stripper affair was a thing after his child was born a dwarf. So she she went out like bachelorette party style, and yep. clearly there they was hired a, a midget. A, there was a, like a midget stripper. Or something they like had that. a half off special, and it was. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like what can I get for thirty dollars? You get half of what you uh, wanted. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. All right, and oh my god, oh, so many places to go. So yeah, so she she went and it to, was like me, myself, and Irene. If you remember, only they came out. They were from a, a midget, but also a midget black guy, and they but they came out black and me. Myself, exactly, and exactly. This this one. This one, this child came out. Uh, yes, yeah, so the husband had no idea. The husband had no idea that she dwarfism. slept with the right. stripper. Right, and I mean, this probably happens more than most people want to admit on both sides of the gender spectrum. Like, uh, people probably do cheat for one last time on their bachelor or bachelorette nights, which is a shitty, horrible thing to do. And if you did that yourself, and you're listening, <laughs> I want to ruin things before they start. Yeah, right. you're you're a shitty person, and I guess I hope you had fun. Uh, that's about it. Like, uh, wow, your wife's totally going to find out, especially if it's not the same race, gender, well, not the same gender as you. Is that how babies work? I don't think so. <laughs> well, like, otherwise, I'm pretty out... sure every baby would be a man if you're talking yeah. about a, <laughs> if it happens to be have to be the father. Well, if the baby comes out the opposite race of you or a dwarf, like, she obviously did something, yeah, which well, is in this not case. Not necessarily with dwarfism, that can help, right? That's some kind of gene that, you know, you, uh, can you have two people that have a... Uh, child with dwarfism you know honestly this probably could even been within their own genetic structure i mean if you go back far enough along their lineage maybe you know there are some relatives who have this and it's just one of those recessive genes that kind of hit a perfect like you know it would be hard to chalk that up to coincidence when she had a midget at her stripper party or or hen hen night sorry yeah yeah i love how the british class everything up it's a hen night (laughs) or or he not who is the stripper oh it's a midget huh little fella Oh, it's black, huh? Black as the ace of spades. <laughs> yep. Even the racism is more <laughs> it's elegant. It's eloquent. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, well, when she got her half-off stripper, all I got to say is I hope she used Groupon. Yeah. Oh, my God. Groupon, a new <laughs> sponsor of the uh, Lost and Own podcast. If you're not using Groupon, go fuck yourself. You're probably getting what you paid for. Exactly. Well, um... Where do I go from there? I mean, we're doing the American Horror Story kind of thing here. How do we turn this one into it? Ooh. Okay, let me read the title. Maybe we can work backwards All from right. it. Let's let's uh, reverse engineer this story. Okay. Sacrificial Muslim goat falls off roof and kills son. <laughs> I hate to say I'm laughing at that, but... Uh, let's see. So this was supposed to be... This was a goat. ...used for sacrificial purposes. This was for a Muslim um, Is there religious a... ceremony? I, did, I was not aware of those, but I'm not... Uh, two up on the Muslim faith. Muslim, um, so. Havel Yudrim was mm-hmm. killed See? instantly when he was you hit were, on the head by a goat. You were worried about mispronouncing Wasco. I said that properly. You absolutely did. Oh, did I leave out an uh, in the middle of it? Uh, no, no, we we were racist enough in the last one. You could <laughs> you can go and put a pin on the... <laughs> 
The schoolboy was killed when a sacrificial goat jumped off a roof and landed on his head. Okay. Havel was playing... On, on the kid's head, yes. Yes. The, uh, the goat didn't, like, fall <laughs> no, on his head. The goat like, fell on his head and the kid just spontaneously yeah. died feet away. Because he was like, holy shit, I can't believe that goat just fell on his head. That's awesome. And then he just fucking, like... Died oh, from awesomeness. Awesomeness, yeah. Right. Was, yep. uh, Havel was playing with his friends when the animal, which also died in this incident, pl- uh, plunged six floors from the top of their block what? of flats. Oh, of course. Uh, the 13-year-old's father, Mohammed. Uh, had bought the goat in town to sacrifice on the Muslim feast of day Eid al-Alad. <laughs> I don't think I got that one right oh either. Oh boy, we might have, <laughs> there might be a jihad against us at some point. Or- it says the block of apartments from where the goat fell, uh, pictured above, which actually is a very big building. Uh, six stories does not do that justice. That looks like Okay, I live in Vermont. I guess it looks like a really big yeah. building to me. Yeah. We don't have uh, much for six-story buildings in Vermont. Uh, the father says he could not find anywhere suitable to keep the goat and sewed it away on the roof of their suitable. home's house. <laughs> yes, anywhere like, suitable. I didn't have a goat room, so I had to put it on my roof instead. Uh, he was quoted as saying, I am devastated, but what more can I say? In fact, there's nothing at all that I can say. Except for, oh, maybe I shouldn't have kept a uh, goat on the roof. Um, a word of caution Daisy. to people. Whoopsie Daisy would be fine. A word of caution to people doing um, ritualistic um, animal sacrifices yeah. in this day and age. Uh, there's a lot of antidepressants that have been getting peed into the water supply that don't get filtered through the liver and kidneys. Mm-hmm. And when local animals drink them, they may get into um, melodramatic moods, fits of rage, um, explosive emotions. Suicidal. Suicidal tendencies. I'm thinking this goat You probably, think it was a suicidal goat right I think this goat um, fed out of the streams. Like, right, drank right. out of the streams where all these uh, peed out antidepressants are going. And it was a little, like, it was, and just, it was crushed inside? And like, he, he, had a, he had a level of a, on we. Wait, was all of that just a setup to, on we? Yes, it was. <laughs> I have never wanted to slow clap for you more in my life. <laughs> uh, so, any uh, blunder you've made in the show ever is just washed away by that one beauty right the there. Five minute rant the legend. I have to uh, on we. We. <laughs> Thank you. Over and out. No. Yeah, no, honestly on that note, um <laughs> the kid's dead. Let's move on. Alright. So is the goat. Yeah. Kid's dead, goat's dead. We got the joke out. Owner of uh <laughs> Jesus, that was cold. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if as the dad saw the goat passing past his window at like rapid increasing velocity, yep. he tried to get the prayer out really quick so when he like, hit the ground it still counted. He's like, it's probably going to die. Yeah. <laughs> See, still sacrificed. All right. Uh, well, speaking of... <laughs> oh my God, we don't get any better in this uh, show. Speaking of dead <laughs> people and children and things that we shouldn't be talking about or laughing about. Speaking of hey, antidepressants... Hey, <laughs> what happens when you when when you when you kill your mom, but you're like, Boop, I'm horny? Well, in the case of this uh, 18-year-old Texas man who's been sentenced to life in prison on this past Wednesday, um, well, let's see. Let's back up a step. Okay. He killed his mother with a hammer. Yep. Okay. And then, that's uh, bad. That's bad. And then raped the corpse. That's good. Okay. Um, happy Halloween, everyone. Yep. Um, and if this were American Horror Story, this would just be a regular episode. I guess I lost my virginity to a dead corpse. That's... Is that one of his quotes <laughs> in the story? I guess I lost my virginity to a dead... First of all, I'm pretty sure a corpse would be dead anyway. So fucking redundant much, yeah. mister. They're only giving out his Kevin first Davis. name, too. Oh, Kevin Davis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't read that quote yet. Um, yeah, so he uh, killed her with a hammer. Sexually assaulted the corpse. Yeah, and the prosecutor said the crime scene looked like something out of a movie. 
The things that Kevin Davis confessed to doing to his mother and the way he hurt her weren't things you see every day. Uh, he hit her 20 times in the back of the head with a hammer and then had sex with the corpse. My God, I am so Ooh, glad. He, yeah, I know. Like, I want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. I mean, this is a dark story, and it's uh, it's definitely Halloween. And like we said, we don't need to stretch our minds here to make this an American horror story bit. But no, uh, this is just straight up horror right here. Uh, well, can I get a read it? Just like I think he. I guess I lost my virginity to a dead corpse. Davis told police. <laughs> And this harkens back to our new sponsor, Groupon. Groupon, you can get deals on hammers. Hammers. S-Wing. All the other types. Claw. Wooden handles. Not wooden handles. Ball peen. Non-ball peen. (laughs) Non-sledge. Oh, yeah. Go to Groupon for all your hammer needs. If there's a hammer and you need it, go to Groupon. You can get a coupon for half off. Hit your mom in the back of the head. Fuck her. She's half (laughs) off. (laughs) And uh, actually, you know what? If you're going to buy all these... Fucking get them through Amazon. That's what I'm saying. Next time, uh, you need you need to you know uh, for all your. Yeah, I don't know needs. why I keep telling people to go to Groupon when we should. Yeah, but we can't use Amazon as our link when we're doing horrible things. <laughs> like that's why we need a, we need a scapegoat. You, uh, yeah, okay. you don't think they care? They're How just about like, this? Well, we sold some hammers. I don't care. <laughs> How about this? <laughs> we wouldn't be using Amazon if Groupon would sponsor us. So fuck you, Groupon, for not sponsoring us. Please sponsor us. Please sponsor us. Maybe we'll uh, kick these hacks Amazon to the curb. Hey, now, you, now you just lost Amazon and Groupon. By the way, did you hear Amazon's going to start opening box stores like Walmart? Why? I don't know. Let's move on. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. But really, they are. Probably just to compete with Walmart. I mean, all they have to do is have better, like, pay for their employees and not, like, bury them in ditches out back when their uniforms get tardy. More than just, like, do what they tardy. Amazon already does. The words just, aren't uh, working. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they just um, use robots. That's what most of Amazon's employees are in their warehouses already, right? Well, actually, that's one of the reason why I wanted Amazon to get more of these box stores around here like Walmarts. Because if they're launching drones from their stores, it, a box store closer to you would mean you'd get those drone orders. True. We'd kill more jobs than even Walmart does. Yeah, yeah whatever. Walmart's horrible. Devastating the community. We don't like Walmart, but we will take Amazon any day. Devastate the community. Fuck minimum wage. We want zero wage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but thanks to Amazon for uh, uh, sponsoring being, us. Yeah, and also being there for all the times I need uh, anything I want ever. I'm just a hypocrite. Family flees six thousand deadly spiders as they bleed out of the walls of their home. The spiders did. The spiders, yes. Family flees. No, the, the family did not bleed out of the walls. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you got to like. Again, I'm always, like a, I'm once again, not like once again criticizing the, uh, the, the 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 grammar and the. Hey, this isn't my thing. headline. No, this that's is, what I mean. Uh, it's usually in headlines that I do that of of other people that I'm just like that doesn't make a lot of sense. But. No, and once again, like American Horror Story, we don't really need to find the curb for this one. Like this is uh, definitely right within their uh, their wheelhouse. Well, this couple uh, purchased, they actually sued the previous tenants, from what I understand, from, they sold them the house, it was like $450,000 house, and it was a gorgeous house, they moved in, and then shortly after, they're like, oh, there's spider webs around, and then all of a sudden, they just started, like, coming out of the walls, arachnophobia style, and they ended up suing the family for, like, $472,000, um, which I guess they never got, because the family that lived there before filed for bankruptcy, and State Farm, the insurance agent, said that... We are farmers. I don't know. I'm trying to do the tune you, wrong yeah. so we don't get sued. We, I don't, can, we can say we're farmers. We just can't do the tune yeah. the right way. We are farmers. Dum, ba, dum, bum, bum. 
Exactly. That's, that's close enough. Go to Groupon for all your State Farm insurance needs. <laughs> can you get State Farm through Groupon? You can get uh, you can get Raid and spiders. Uh, these are brown recluse spiders. They're poisonous. Um, now they generally don't hurt people because they don't they they're recluses, right? So they don't generally exactly these, there's like six thousand. Like, 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 you're gonna like, stumble across one of these recluses. Yes, exactly. Like a hermit's never killed anyone. Yeah, but let's let's say you toss six thousand hermits into one spot, they're gonna have to one wall. Yeah, in one wall, and you're gonna you're gonna trip over a hermit. I want to see that that TV show like from BBC. One wall, one hermit. No, many hermits. <laughs> six thousand hermits. One hermit? Question mark? No, six thousand hermits. The, fir- the first fifty-eight minutes of this of the one-hour, sixty-minute-long show is mm-hmm. just that that montage of all their faces and names so you yeah. get to know them all and even though they eliminate a few each week oh, they so keep showing all of them again so the it last two like minutes a- is just one going I died <laughs> that's it so is this just like more, turn into like a bachelor type thing oh no it's a British one a big brother no not big brother yeah the one where they all spent the time in the house yeah yeah but but, brother, it, but it is right? like you vote them off and, and they get and oh no like, no oh. there's 6,000 of them in one wall they just die slowly and each week you see oh. all that's the, so six thousand names, and then you get to see which one dies. So it's not so much voting them off; it's just like let's open up the wall and see who's <laughs> suffocated this week. Oh, Charlie, Franklin, sorry, you're out. Just shovel them anything. out. Yeah, you like take a crowbar, just pop them out. And everybody else like kill me, kill me. I want to be next, as please. You, as you drywall them back up during the credits, <laughs> while they roll, like an Edgar Allan Poe the credits roll <laughs> style. It. <laughs> it's a cask of Amontillado. <laughs> Yeah, I'd watch that over this spider story. <laughs> True. <laughs> if this were a TV show. Yeah, but that's not exactly fair. We just made up a really crazy... <laughs> Nobody's talking about turning the spider... <laughs> I love how you just kind of criticize something that wasn't... <laughs> like, I'd watch that over that stupid thing. Yeah, why is Nobody it? was saying... <laughs> like, fuck them and their stupid why is spider this e- story. Jared, I don't understand the spider story. Why is this even why, a TV show? Why... <laughs> Why is this even news? I heard this other story just now about this whole bunch of hermits like drywalled into a into a mansion. So uh, State Farm didn't want to pay because apparently it can't be considered actual quote unquote damage to the home. So this poor family uh, didn't get their four hundred seventy thousand to two thousand dollars. It's really them just asking for their money back on the house. So uh, beware, I guess. Um, Buyer you know, beware. Check your walls for spiders before you move in. They, Grab a sledgehammer and just hit one hole in each or whatever wall. you would get to, you know, or I guess even just to, like an exterminator to get in and test it. Be like, are, are there 6,000 No, no, no. I, liked, I liked your first one. It was less invasive. Like, you yeah. get an exterminator and they're going to gas your house and you have to actually live with the idea of your yeah. kids getting some form of, like, autism or cancer or Asperger's from the gases. Yeah. An entomologist just in, determine whether it's Yeah, just get an entomologist in. They'll walk yeah. into your house. They'll burn a little yeah. sage. <laughs> I'm trying to think how entomologists work when they're looking for bugs. I believe they burn sage, and then they walk through each room going. Uh, wait, you're shaking your hand. Is that like <laughs> That's a... a sage in my hand. Oh, you're, oh. You're, but they're so they make the clicking sound. I thought maybe they had like a rattle. Or... The clicking sounds are to like waken the bugs and they were like them hitting like with, a, with like a wood block. No, 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 no. They're okay. just burning That's sage. That's the sage. The sage, the, the sage that, it gives it, an aroma to the house, and, and maybe the bugs aren't used to, to get the, the spiders out. Yeah, and then usually you move into like the main room of the house where the the most facing walls are. Um, I'm guessing most people's living rooms have at least eight walls. So <laughs> Scott lives in a dungeon. <laughs> It's like a maze. How do you have eight walls? <laughs> Basically, you bring the entomologist to whichever room you has the most like an octagon or it's a maze. <laughs> and you sit down at a table and you basically just try to call on the spiders. Right. You hold hands and With you beckon and clacking. You do the... 
yeah. into the into the air while burning the sage mm-hmm. in the middle of the table. Yep. And then you roll eight-sided die. Oh, okay. You roll them over and over again. You don't look at the numbers because the numbers don't matter. But the eight-sided is significant for the amount of spider legs. Oh, I got it. Oh. Okay. It, it's it's the sound of a eight-sided polyhedron hitting a hard surface. It resonates in the air. They can hear all eight sides give off so wait, that was that vibration. the clacking sound or that was something separate? No, no, no. This is something this you do separate. separate. The first sound just After... to alert them that you're there and that you're not an enemy. It's like, yep. I'm your friend. I'm okay. here to help you. And then it's on to eight-sided eight die Eight-sided die. Right. And when the spiders finally show themselves, like when you finally see one in a corner or under a carpet or something, mm-hmm. and it pokes its little head out. Hey, how you doing? Well, that's when you roll the die for uh, kill strengths and critical hits. I think you've gone a little <laughs> delusional here. I think something something at some point uh, devolved into a video game. No, or, I, I, was, or, uh, I was thinking like I was thinking this could turn into D and D. You've been you ra- you've been larping too much, man. I larp every day. I know you. I do, dress man. up as a normal human being, leave my house, and go to my job and. Everyone thinks I'm normal. But boy, oh boy, they don't know what happens below the surface. Or what I'm wearing under the surface. <laughs> nothing. No, there's something. I'm wearing nothing. It's mainly body clothes. paint. Oh. Oh, they, they tear off the clothes and it's the exact same clothes painted on? Exactly. <laughs> She's like for with, Halloween. Like meticulously. Like you happen to wear that like really meticulous band shirt from the 1990s with, like, you had. But you actually yeah, had to like paint it all on. You're like, took me 17 hours to get ready for work today. Or you put on a t-shirt that has like your own hand-drawn design with like poster paints and right. stuff. Right, yeah. But then you have the exact crudely drawn poster painted yeah. image under it. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a great Halloween costume. You'd have to... St- tear away your clothes at some point and hope that everybody there saw you what you arrived in. Oh, I'm still going as a man as this a moment, year. It's no big deal. Oh. No big deal. Bad. No one's talking about it. Post on oh, Facebook. No one seemed to care. Boring. By the way, when most of our listeners listen to this podcast, it'll be two days since Columbus Day, but um, fuck Columbus Day. <laughs> yeah, let's call it Let's call it something else. Let's call uh, it... Um, let's kill black people day. Wait. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, and so much... Black people. I right? mean, let's not do that now. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's kill, okay. let's kill, let's kill the, uh, we, the natives. We, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let, we, we, we chopped hands off of native uh, islanders for mm-hmm. a while and yeah. now we're shitty people for it because we're white and that's what our ancestors yeah. did and still some well, states I mean, closed was, post offices because to, of it. To be, to be fair, you know, he was, uh, was he, well, I don't mean Portuguese or, or Spanish, right? He was Spanish, like, yeah, and right. I don't mean like let's kill black people. They just I hate the idea that Columbus like killed so many people, and no I, one gives a fuck about it. But we still have states that like teach it in their schools that he mm-hmm. discovered America, and there's still states that take like their entire legislative bodies and governments off for the day. They take a vacation, yeah. and this guy murdered a lot of people. I had, I had today off in, in my job. It's private. You know, industry we take. State, we, we, uh, I but just we, put two and two together. But we take state holidays <laughs> off. That's the thing. And but it's not a state holiday. And that, and but we what we do is our state doesn't recognize the, uh, it here in Vermont. Not completely. No, there are actually some agencies and stuff that still take it off though. Um, does does mail still come on Columbus Day now? I would like to it's say federal yes. holiday, right? I would like to say yes, but I'm, well, if I the federal holiday wouldn't because I won't know until federal. I check my mailbox when I get home. I'm guessing not because it's a federal holiday, so the state wouldn't. Have if I were a postal worker, I'd be like, I'm not delivering the mail in solidarity of all the people whose hands were cut off by Columbus. Yeah, can't deliver the mail without hands. You know, oh, I got you. I don't know. They're just shitty. Anyone who believes in Columbus Day and thinks it should be taught to kids or dealt with in any kind of intelligent well, you have to believe manner, in it because it shitty. exists. But you mean no? Believe in the, I don't. <laughs> in the in the uh, in in the message, sure, yeah, a magical man no. went across a giant ocean. Like anyone could do that, 
And then he went to this island. And oh. he's like, get me your gold and your oh, so you're actually, So you're actually, you're actually no. not believing it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> no, but no, you, you actually think it's fictional. The whole thing is fictional. The first people here were yeah. Viking, Vikings. The next were uh, pilgrims. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Like, there was no Christopher Columbus. He's like the boogeyman. Yeah. He didn't even exist as a human being. No, I really don't think he did. Like, he might be like Paul Revere. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Taking a stand. (laughs) More fictional characters from American history that just need to be wiped out. That that George Washington motherfucker. Oh, no, he was real. My dad taught me about him. Every night before I went to bed, he was like... Better eat, better eat your greens. Yeah, or Christopher. <laughs> or, I mean, Christopher Columbus and George Washington are gonna come and butt fuck you. Boom, 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 boom. Going to get butt plugged by Christopher Columbus, fourteen ninety two, and a dink up in my poo hole. This is what Christopher Columbus likes to do, cause he don't like you, unless you're white. Christopher happy, Columbus, Columbus ha- Day. Everybody. Happy Christopher Columbus Day, everybody. <laughs> Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week, and hopefully we'll have a much bigger uh, surprise for you on the uh, new podcast front. But in the meantime, you can follow me at The Lost at Home Podcast on Twitter. And uh, that's where you get most of your your goodies. Yeah, just give me your Twitter address. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, at Sonic Jalopy. (laughs) And hell, maybe Bruce Bruce will make an appearance one of these days, too. Uh, He's he's on Twitter, but... At Dingo Droppings. He hasn't posted anything yet, but we're we're getting in touch with him pretty soon to try to get get him on the ball. Yep, so look for Bruce Bruce at, at Dingo Droppings. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review, and just like Sessie Pants is coming up in a moment, you'll get a musical uh, little ditty by Jerry. might not be musical, but something fun and whatever. Who we cares? Might, we might just eat Pringles and talk about it. We did that once. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy, Sessie Pants and, and everybody if, else. For everything else you're looking for, including the Amazon.com link, just go to uh, lostknownpodcast.com, and there's where we show a lot of extra stuff, including uh, Comic-Cons. Future show information, movie reviews, and our uh, hmm. yeah, dick pics. Well, well, they're in the metadata. They're they're not prominent. You got to yeah. really look for those. You got to like decode them like the Matrix. Yeah, they're in the dark web. The blue pill or my dick. Pick one. <laughs> uh, what did the blue pill do? Does it, put a, does it put a dick in my mouth? Because it makes you forget you're gonna have a dick in my mouth. <laughs> win win for it's me. Win, either way. It's, it's win win for me, man. <laughs> it's just a roofie. All On right. that note, everybody, have a great week.
check out 